0: Welcome back to Got Tech, the podcast. This is called EdTech Resources for Summer 2021. Each year we publish an episode where we share how we plan to grow professionally over the summer, and this is that episode. We'll talk about summer PD we plan on attending, books we plan on reading, podcasts we plan on listening to, resources we want to explore, and people we're going to follow. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out.
1: so we're getting almost time to wrap up the school year one thing I know is in June I know we get out the 17th this year but after that I'm taking the rest of June off but I like to have a plan for my July and August I just need two weeks to get me kind of away from education just give myself a brain break get away from technology this year I think I'm gonna go to the beach even though I can't stand sand so that's problematic I'm going to go to the beach and I'm not going to take any uh, ed tech stuff along. I'm not working at all. What do you have going on?
0: Uh, yeah, same thing. I don't need a whole lot of time off. Uh, like you said, probably about two, three weeks is all I need to step away from everything. But uh, once that's over with, going to get back into it and start sort of exploring and planning for the next year at a more low-key level, right? That's the best part about summertime is you don't have, you know, mountains of grading on the background that you're worried about doing. That kind of stops you from exploring other things and joining some PDs, uh, reading some books, listening to some extra podcasts. You're kind of free to do that. That exploration so whether you're at the beach like ice or I, my family's heading up to Maine this year uh, so I'm pretty excited about that wherever you are you get to explore some of this stuff and this is the episode where we are gonna share what we are gonna be exploring so that maybe some of that sounds good to you as our listeners, and then you can explore some of that yourselves if it fits. And we've got really like five different groups here. I'll start it off uh, with the summer professional development opportunities. I was surprised that, uh, you know, how many of these are still virtual. We're, we're As we're recording this, it's 2021. And, you know, we're still kind of at what is hopefully the tail end of the COVID era. But a lot of these things are still virtual. I think people just kind of playing it safe, right? So the first one is just ed camps. There's There's always tons of different ed camps around, both virtual and some of these are actually in person. Uh, I know there's a few locally that we're gonna be checking out. Those are like my favorite types of PD, always have been. You showed me one, that, that first one a few years ago. So cool just to go and listen to really quick sessions by a bunch of different teachers. You learn a ton of stuff from Ed Camps uh, doing it that way.
1: Yeah, I, I like ed, ed Camps. It's a great way to kind of build up your PLN, find some people that have some common interests, and you learn a little bit about them there, their ideas, how they think, and then it develops into a long lasting relationship after that. And, Really, the the power of PLN is absolutely phenomenal. So I like to go to these ed camps just for that reason, get ideas and grow the PLN and meet some awesome educators. So yeah, as you said, there are some virtual and there are some that are in person. These are the first ones that I'm seeing that's going in person, but I'm not gonna lie, last year, we had a list of maybe 40 different opportunities, and this year that list is way down low, and I think some of it is because, A, there is a lot of planning that go goes into a prof- professional development conference or any type of PD opportunity, and the second thing is is a lot of teachers are just burned out and they need an extended amount of time to step away and I think people know this
0: yeah this list was tougher to find than it usually is but we did find three things that you guys could check out that sound pretty good the first one is uh, my personal favorite ISTE Uh, they're still doing their live conference 2021 this year though it is uh, it is virtual you can attend that for there's like a range of prices if you've ever signed up before you know that you can become a member and that gives you a discount all sorts of different options, but 155 to $195 sort of spans the different options there. They have, as always, I mean, it feels like hundreds. I didn't actually count them, but just tons and tons of sessions. Um, this is going to be running from June 26th to June 30th, so hopefully you're catching this episode before those dates so you can still sign up and attend some stuff there at ISTE. So that's going to be a good one for sure. The, the other two that are still running this summer, uh, we have not attended, but they sound pretty cool. The first one is called the Digital Learning Annual Conference, DLAC. That's, uh, they have a bunch of different dates. Because of the virtual aspect of this, I think it looks like they're just running at different times to accommodate people. So on June 8th, is the first one, June 14th through 16th. Seems like that's the sort of the main conference because you can actually choose to do that one in person if you want in Austin, Texas. They're sort of following the hybrid model there because you can also do it virtually if you like. And then June 30th, so I'm not sure how the 8th and the 30th dates will be different, but um, that's the one that's virtual or in person, maybe tied into your vacation down there in Austin, Texas. Who knows, it's always a place I've wanted to check out. So that might be a good reason too for some people and then the last one i found is called the connected learning summit july 7th through 30th that's a large range of dates it seems like they just have sessions kind of planned throughout the month of july which uh, was super appealing to me and kind of what drew my attention to it why i put it on this list fully virtual uh 15 to 250 dollars just depending on how many dates you want to attend and which sessions you want to go to i think the high end price they're 250 pretty much gets you the whole month of July, you can drop in anything you want, anytime. So that's what I came up with, ISTE, DLAC, and Connected Learning Summit. Also check out some of those ed camps. Did we miss anything, or does that round out a pretty decent list?
1: Yeah, that, that rounds out a pretty decent list. I think uh, what I really like about these virtual conferences is they're taped. And then, for example, I told you I'm shutting down from the 17th of, of uh, June until the end of June. So a lot of these run there, but these virtual conferences, I'll be able to access those uh, replays for. Usually it's 30 days, sometimes it's for a whole calendar year. But I think you're you're given a great list there. So the next part of this episode, we talk about books, and I, I really took this one over being done with a the the doctorate, uh, being done with that, and now being past one year of trying to prep for what, you know, learning was going to look like during COVID, uh, teaching AP Bio and stuff. Now that i have kind of hoping a normal summer, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading some books. So just wanted to point out three that I'm really interested in. We had a former guest, uh, Debbie Tannenbaum, She's uh, releasing her book. It's probably gonna be out by the time you could pre-re- uh, get a pre-release order form. Right now, I'll make sure that I put that in our show notes. We spoke with Debbie Tang Baum about Transform, Techie Notes to Make Learning Sticky. That's her book. Uh, I have that linked to her order form, as well as linked to episode 82, where we talked about uh, Techie Notes to make learning sticky uh, in episode 82. Uh, The second one is Kyle Anderson's To the Edge of EDU. So Nick and I are very, very privy to leaning towards ideas that push the envelope a little bit. So this book seems to do just that. It talks about his, uh, he shares stories of his risks and how they shaped him to be the person and educator he is today. And I can relate to this. Uh, I can relate to taking risks, taking chances both before and during college. And then when I'm teaching right now, I like to push the envelope a lot. So I'm hoping uh, Kyle's story will you know, inspire me to maybe find new ways to push the envelope a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think that's an important message. And uh, I didn't know about this book, but that sounds really cool. I may check it out myself. That's something I've always, it's tough for me. I like to know in a lesson, like exactly what's going to happen and who's going to do what and who's going to say what and how it's going to end and how it's going to begin and how long it's going to take. So this, but that's, you know, and that's good. The planning is good and we need to plan. But also you get some really awesome stuff out of, you know, Maybe not knowing for sure how it's going to go. Trying to gamify a lesson that you think might be a little uh, challenging. We we actually interviewed, I don't know if you remember this, a couple years ago, we interviewed students, the only time we've done that, uh, for a podcast episode, and one of the things we asked them was if they can tell and if they like it when a teacher goes... To the edge, like we're talking about, and try something new. And it was like a a resounding yes. So while you may be uncomfortable, your kids really appreciate trying these new things. So I think a book about that is probably an awesome one to share
1: and uh, check out. I think I would like to do that again. We should do that again. Get another student panel in here and just... What would students say? Yeah, yeah, well, I think it's time. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Uh, going along with the same theme, and, and this is really my professional growth goal for the years, find ways that I can push the envelope for next year. And when I say push the envelope and take risk, I'm not talking about putting anyone in danger. So that's my disclaimer. I'm talking about what are clever ways in education that we can take student interests, um, relate to them and get them to explore something that they might have not done before. And uh, my next book is Mandy Froelich's uh, Divergent EDU, Challenging Assumptions and Limitations to Create a Culture of Innovation. And really this just hits home on kind of what we tried to do this year with our Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network. Uh, We're trying to get students to be innovative, be creative and explore their passions, whether, It's in sports, cars, drama, theater, you know, whatever it may be in Uh, doing yo-yo tricks. There's a kid doing yo-yo tricks in the hallway. I was like, hey, let's get these on tape. Let's do a YouTube channel and let's put it out there. Show people your skills. So this book is all about being innovative, um, how it sounds so simple We could think of these new ideas, but how do they translate into the classroom? How can you take a risk and implement this new idea into the classroom and then overcoming all the roadblocks and challenges that might go with that? You're talking about how you like things organized and we've made that perfectly clear on this podcast many times.
0: Many times.
1: And I like things in organized chaos. So when we used to share an office and I had things piled up on stacks, I always knew where they were I knew where everything was but it looked to the average eyeball like I'm losing myself I'm a hoarder of education you know on that desk but I, I had a system and it worked for me and Nick has a system and it works for him so this is all about getting our systems aligned and making these calculated risks to be innovative and creative into the classroom
0: yeah awesome book selections there and, and I kind of own that uh, common theme too of taking risks Trying to get your kids to be innovators. And then, of course, Debbie Tannenbaum's book is a, uh, always a great one to bring up. You can follow Got Tech outside the podcast at gottech.com or on Twitter at wegottech. I think we'll we'll switch now into the podcast part of this, and I have to make fun of you a little bit because this has been on our list of topics for I mean it feels like forever now, many many months at least. I know you've been trying to write a blog and and sort of have written a blog post to go along with this where you're.